0: Welcome to Small Steps Living the, the podcast. podcast. I'm your host Lisa Cordaff, bringing you inspiring stories to help you transform your life one small step at a time. Here at Small Steps Living, we're keeping it real, kick back and, and enjoy, enjoy the, the show. show. All right, it's another episode of Small Steps Living, the podcast, and I have one of my favorite people with us today to talk about a really, really seriously important topic. Now, anyone who has been in Small Steps land absolutely knows Jo Atkinson. She has been around the traps of Small Steps in many different ways for a long time. You might have heard a previous podcast episode that I did with her. If you did a couple of rounds of small steps to Whole Foods, you might know her face. Uh, In the membership, she appears in guest interviews and we sometimes get her to pop in and do Q&As. She really knows her stuff. She is a nutritional medicine practitioner who works with kids and families and often a lot of small steppers make appointments to talk to joe to talk through some of the things that are going on with their kids and there's a phenomenon that joe and i have both noticed amongst these women these women and we wanted to talk about it today joe welcome again to the podcast
1: thanks for having me
0: again well you do know your shit and uh i like talking to people who know that stuff but
1: also i do love a chat too
0: <laughs> yes we do love a chat. uh this is how we do our catch-ups now via podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um so okay so as an example a few weeks ago a beautiful small stepper reached out in our membership and was having real troubles with her daughter she didn't know what to do who had a particular physical issue and she ended up getting in touch with you like many other people do signing up for one of your free discovery calls and and it was after this and you know she was in a lot she was in full anxiety mode I could see it in her post in the group she got so much support from the members and I was so glad to be able to just palm her off to you to really get some really grounded support but Her, it was the mum I was most worried about. Her daughter was in a bit of strife, but she had a mum who cared so deeply and was going to do anything she could to help her daughter. But I was worried about her because I felt like she was at the edge, you know. And there's so many of us mums who are doing all the things for all the people who are getting themselves really worked up, and it's not particularly healthy. So what happens? Who? How do mums? Who are struggling with their, the health of their children? How do they present to you? What are you starting to notice about these women?
1: Yeah, well, there's a lot. There's a lot of them. Most mums that come to me are, are mums with kids that have had issues that have been going on for a while. Um, that they've been to other doctors or practitioners, and by the time, and just haven't had the answers that they're looking for, or they've kind of been. Um, written off to say oh it's nothing to worry about you're overreacting you know it's fine that'll be fine um especially first-time mums um but even mums with kids that haven't had these issues previously and now have them so by the time they come to me um, i'm getting mums that are quite distraught um feeling really guilty that one either they haven't done something before now they haven't done something sooner or they just don't know what to do. They feel completely disempowered because they've got professionals telling them you're overreacting, they're fine. But they know, they feel it in their gut that something's not right with their child and they want it to be better. So by the time they get to me, there's usually been a lot of stress and there's usually tears <laughs> in the in the consult.
0: And but do you find like so when that happens, are things that and you as someone who knows a lot about this stuff, do you then also look at the mother and think, I need to help you too? Like how is it, is is this stress and anxiety that a lot of us feel for lots of different things (laughs) manifesting itself physically?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And often what will happen is they will come to me for their child's health and then now I'm starting to see the mums come through for themselves as well. Um, and that's usually come through a conversation. So I'll t- start talking to them about their child's health and because the way that I work is, yes, we focus on the child that they come to me with the issues and we're helping them and we're working with, with, um, through those issues with them, but there's also the, there's a whole family that's affected by this. So it's not just one child that we focus on. So it's, um, if the mum's attention is focused on one particular child for an illness or, a, um, or something that needs to change, then but they, they might have other children or they've got a partner or they've got themselves so I always work in terms like I ask a lot of questions about their family structure how their family works who likes to cook who organizes all that stuff what meals that they can have together as a family that are going to suit the one that we need changes for but that everyone can have that sort of stuff and then through those conversations it, it usually ends up into a conversation about mum and how she's coping and what she could do so that when I send out a treatment plan it's for the child but there's usually some kind of conversation that's going on in the consult about how mum can you know look after herself while she's looking after her kids as well I think that's really important
0: well I mean the conversation that we were just having before we hit record about your day (laughs) yes exactly and You know, I have just been through an interstate move and have had to drop balls all over town because I just couldn't keep everything in the air. And a lot of the work that I've been doing on myself, in order to be able to be someone who who operates not in stress mode all the time, not in chaos mode all the time, um, who does have the capacity to feed her kids the food she wants to feed her. It's actually got a lot to do with me and how I operate in the world, like in my own head, how I manage things when they come up. And sometimes I really don't manage them. Sometimes I just have a bit of a yell or I snap or a whatever. But the ability for me to come back quite quickly to balance is getting better with practice. And, you know, do you want to just explain your day yesterday? and how you... Oh,
1: my gosh. Um, so I had a day, <laughs> so I got, I had a successful school drop-off. My, my youngest um, still struggles with a bit of separation anxiety and it's not a big thing um, so much anymore but it happens from time to time and he was quite anxious because after school he had to go to a training band workshop which was a first-time thing and I couldn't take him because I had an appointment. So I'd organised for another month to take him. So I dropped off at school, fine. Then I get a call from school. When I get home, he's having a meltdown. So I had to speak to him on the phone and dealt with that and he seemed okay. So that was number one thing dealt with. Went through my day and then had to go to an appointment at quarter past four, left in plenty of time, got down the road. There was a storm here yesterday. Train lines were all out. All the roads were closed. All the um, stoplights had stopped working. It took me two hours did not even get halfway to where I had to go, and then get back in time to pick up my child. And I, did, I mean, couldn't get to the appointment, so I had to, you know, and that was a hundred and fifty dollar appointment that I had to, like, I have to pay for, but I couldn't get there. Oh, how frustrating! And on the way home, my daughter, who was supposed to pick my son up, she just got her license a week ago. Rang me in tears because she pulled out onto a road and hit another car. Like, just a really small bump but she rang me in tears and I was stuck in traffic I've got one kid stranded somewhere another one (laughs) just crashed the car it was I was just sitting there going now I could have a complete meltdown about this this day or I could just you know not and so I chose not and said just calm down go home I'll go and pick up (laughs) the youngest it'll be fine because she felt really guilty and there wasn't really any damage done and no one was hurt or anything like that it was just the first time she, that had happened, she's been driving for a week. Traumatic. <laughs> <laughs> lots of tears, poor thing. And then it was all fine. And then got home and they were like, wow, that was a day. <laughs> there was lots <laughs> of little things in that day as well, but it was just like, really?
0: <laughs> really? All of that? Thank you. And but this is the thing, right? You said the words um, y- y- choice. You know, yeah. I I could choose whether I lost it and or I could choose to operate a little bit differently. And I feel like we forget that we have a choice or we forget that it can be a different way. We forget we have a bit more control over our reaction to those situations mm-hmm. than we realise. But it's it's so hard. And so if people have been experiencing, you know, those sorts of days continuously and uh, like I'm curious to know uh, whether you think mums in general, you know, whether this stress is a big impact on their physical health, and in what ways that starts to to show up.
1: Yeah, um, it's massive, and part of part of the reason why is because as mothers or as women generally, but certainly once we become mothers. Our brains are wired in a certain way that we can actually multitask. So we can actually, because if we couldn't, we couldn't actually keep our kids alive. You know, there's so many things that we have to do as parents in terms of, you know, keeping them safe, keeping them fed, knowing what all their noises mean or knowing as they get older when they're in a bad mood. Mums know why. Like we know. We we just know the right questions to ask, or we know how to work it out. We know our kids in a way that no one else does, and that takes a lot of mental energy. And when we're when we're um, worried about this stuff, when we're stressing about this stuff, then like from a physiological point of view, it's raising our cortisol levels. Um, it can have an which can have an impact on our blood sugar levels, um, and then when our cortisol levels are raised then our digestive system shuts down and all the blood's rushing to those areas because we're in that fight or flight mode all the time, putting out the fires, you know, breaking up the fights, thinking about dinner, knowing we have to get three kids to three different places all at the same time every day. Um, We're running on these high levels of stress hormones. Um, And when that's happening, it affects our sleep, it affects our digestive system, um, it affects the health of our gut. It upsets our gut bacteria. Um, there's all these things that are going on. So, while there's not like an obvious thing where you can say, I have a pain here because of this thing, it's like it slowly wears us down. And before you know it, you're in this state of, I don't know how to get back from here, or you're completely burnt out, or um, you realize that you haven't eaten a proper meal in three days, or, you know, those sorts of things. So. They have long term effects, so that in terms of not sleeping well, we all know that sleep deprivation is really dangerous. But then we still have to get up and get in the car and drive kids to school or pick them up from places when we're exhausted. We're surviving on coffee and sugar because that's the only thing that can get us through the day. Self care goes out the window. And when people say, you know, and I hear this all the time about it's so all you could self care and self love and you've got to put these things into your day, well, that is not easy for most parents most mothers that seems ridiculous to say to someone on top of all the 25 million things that you have to do today make sure you carve out a little bit of time for yourself um and that's what I'm seeing in my mums that come in with their kids they're exhausted and spent and just at the end of their rope going I don't have an hour I don't have Five minutes to spare on myself so it's about working with that to to fit in what what they can what they can and but also to to pull back a little bit and look at what the hell's going on in their lives to stop this from happening
0: this is the thing this is the thing that just gets me like how have we ended up here how have we ended up in this space and I mean I remember saying the exact same thing Who's got time to listen to podcasts? You know, I mean, I can still sometimes I genuinely do think, wow, how does that happen? And when I had, you know, the three little kids and they were, they were at home with me and all that sort of stuff, it was maxed out. Like there was a lot of noise in my life. I felt like I was constantly chasing my tail. But then I realised I did have a moment where I realised I had a choice and I realised that things, I was perpetuating this cycle of, of chaos and I, if if it was going to change, it relied on me. But then it was so hard to work out how to do it in that state of chaos. So I I I feel exactly the same, and I I really feel for these women. And I just do think, though, that I I wonder how much of you know we we can't put band aids over this stuff because then. The cycle will just repeat itself. Like it actually requires a new way of being because I am very conscious of m- when I ramp up, all the kids ramp up, the whole house ramps up with me. When I'm, you know, when I'm launching a, a product, you know, things get a little bit higgledy-piggledy around the house. I lose a little bit of control over things myself really I lose control of myself which means everything else is kind of losing control and I feel like uh if we don't kind of take responsibility for the way that we're doing life like you did yesterday just going hang on a minute all right Am I just going to go through the pop the glass of wine, which turns into three at the end of today, and then I'll just wake up tomorrow and whatever? Or am I going to go, hang on a minute, I've got a choice. How can I do this differently? How can I respond to this differently? Because if we don't change the fundamentals, the stress that the mother is feeling will be put onto the children. Like, I feel like I have to be responsible for my own stress, but because almost. Which is a horrible perpetual cycle for mums to feel guilty about if they want to, which they shouldn't. But it won't change anything for the health of my kids if I'm constantly stressed. For example, about their health. But <laughs> because like it's and so I'm sort of conscious I don't want them to be entering into a world where it's always like, faster, come on, hurry up, get in the car, la la la. Because surely that's impacting
1: them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, like you said, it's we can keep putting band-aids on these things. But again, like the stress, like the tears that this from us as the mothers, the the tears, the breakdowns, the yelling at our kids—these are all symptoms and Mm. signs that Mm. there's something underlying. The same Mm. way I would look at it um, at a person's physical health. Um, it's the same thing. So looking at band-aiding those things, eventually those band-aids are going to come off or we're going to require massive bandages to fix up those, those tears because it's not um, dealing with the underlying thing. And sometimes you have to make, um, sometimes you can do that in small steps and sometimes it requires radical change. Yeah. And that can be just saying no, no more after school anything, no more I have to cook a certain kind of dinner every single night or no whatever it might be no more computer for the kids in the morning and they all have to do this. whatever it might be that seems kind of radical and it is scary and this is what I find a lot of parents um, or mums don't want to do because they don't want to upset the kids and they don't want to have to deal with the fallout but I can promise you dealing with that fallout in the short term will reap rewards it's like otherwise it's like death by a thousand cuts this is what my husband always says to me when I say that when I get a little bit like really kids come on I've told you about this you're supposed to do this come on and he goes no just that is death by a thousand cuts you just got to rip it all back and start again and sometimes that means you're not the most popular person in the house but you're standing up for yourself and what you need. You're showing your kids that that's what's the, you know that's the sort of thing that 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 they can do to get what they need, and um, you will earn their respect by doing so. And you will all be happier. So it's not easy, um, and I think as mums we fall into the trap a lot of wanting to be liked, and wanting wanting our kids to love us. But I promise you, they will actually love you even more by doing that kids want boundaries and they need them and we need to give it to them because that's our job
0: yeah and I I just love everything that you just said then especially the part about the the tears and the all that stuff it's a symptom of something bigger going on like that is so true I'd never really I mean I have thought about it like that I know when those moments are happening for me and I know that there's a reason for them but that consistent constant fundamental you actually stop believing that life can be a different way yeah that is the stuff and yeah I just yeah I really love that and in terms of the boundary setting it's so true it it does and but don't you think also that if we're able to do that we would be showing them also that it's okay for them to put that into they are able to say in their friendship groups, when their parents, whatever, this isn't cool by me anymore, you know, these are the, like I need to be able to say this for myself. If we're just constantly bending over backwards for everyone and keeping people happy, then that's what they're going to see as what a mum does, what a woman does. I don't know.
1: And I'm not a psychologist but I have, um, I've been parenting for over 17 years now and I have watched these cycles with my children Happen over and over again, and when I look at my own, but especially my daughters, when I look at my own behaviors and how I deal with things, and I do, I have tended in the past to let people walk all over me, or, um, or you know, because I'm a bit of a people pleaser, and then I watch my daughters doing the same thing, and I'm like, no way, you stand up for yourself. But me telling them that is actually not the thing that's going to make them do that. It's me showing them that and stepping into that in my own life that show gives them that tangible example to go mum did it she didn't like the world didn't end when she did it she still has good quality friendships or relationships with people and she feels good about herself that's the thing that they're seeing whenever we do that so and the same as with our younger kids as well like with my son teaching him resilience is not about telling him to be resilient (laughs) it's about showing him how we are resilient so we can't fake it because they know. Yeah. They are doing totally what we
0: do. do. Little sponges that they are. They
1: are. Yes. Totally.
0: Okay, so talking about tangible, let's get practical for a minute. If someone, if someone has found themselves in, a, in this position and they know that there's some things that they need to fix, they're feeling that anxiety or overwhelm, um, how can they support themselves are there things that we could do are there things that we're deficient in is there you know what can we do to to help ourselves
1: yeah I would say that these are the three bits of advice that I give most mums whether they come in to see me for themselves or whether I'm seeing their kids the first one and, and this is the stuff that I've had to learn as well um being a mum and now having a business and um losing Being miserable because I've lost the things that are important to me and then not even knowing what they are. So the three main things that I see are connection because when we become mothers, and when they're little, it's a little bit easier. We go to mothers' groups and parent groups and we're surrounded by other women who are in the same situation as we are. You can go there and roll your eyes out and tell somebody in confidence that you're ready to throw your kid out the window and they go, yeah, I totally get that instead of the guilt that you mm-hmm. might feel by telling someone that doesn't have children that might be mortified. They get it. You've got those connections there. Um, but as our kids go off to school and maybe we go back to work, those connections tend to um, drop away. And then, then the kids start doing after school sport and we get busy. So we've got work, we've got after school kids, stuff, we've got partners that are working, you know, it's it ramps up and it is all on every single day. And those connections slip away. So I would encourage people to revisit um, those connections that are really important to them, whether it's a family member their partner, their friends, um, even the person that they get their coffee from every day, have a conversation so that at least once a day you're connecting with another human being that's not about have you paid the bills, do you have your homework done, all that kind of stuff, like a real connection. Um, And one of the other things that I'm doing in my own family at the moment as my girls are now driving and disappearing (laughs) from our house quite regularly Um, and as you know they're getting to an age where they're going to finish school and potentially move out or go to uni how do I bring them back how do I keep that connection with them so we're doing little things like two nights a week everyone has to be home and we have dinner together around the table and we light candles or the other night we did um Sunday night we had we put the picnic blanket out on the front and watched the sunset and ate toasted sandwiches like it wasn't a fancy dinner but we sat there talking about stuff. Um, So that's just a little thing that I'm bringing in to keep those connections because my connections with my kids is really, really important to me. Um, And it's it's also another way that I'm not sitting there telling them things they have to do or nagging them with the chat. That's really nice. So connection, really important. Find those connections again. Um, The second one is um, slowing down. Um, Everything is happening at high speed all the time. Our thoughts are racing and women, I don't know if you've seen that thing going around Facebook about the mental load that yes. mothers carry or women carry. We don't stop thinking ever about everybody all the time and sometimes it's worry, sometimes it's just the practical logistical stuff, sometimes it's, um, I don't even know why sometimes. It, they're just, it's always there, always there. There is never a time that I can think, I don't think about anything at all, ever. That I'm not thinking. I have like I have a a planner called a control freak planner because I have so many things that I have to do. I have to write them down. I have a journal next month. Like there's always stuff. Um, But we have the. I'm lucky now. My kids are old enough. I go to yoga three times a week, and that is something that I started to do about a year ago. And it's the first time I've ever in my whole life done anything like that. And I've always thought, oh, I'm not a yoga person. Oh, I don't have time for that. But then I realised if I don't start making time for that, I'm actually, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to lose my mind. So I do have those little three hours a week that are just for me. Um, But we can build in little things. So depending on what's going to work for you, making a cup of tea in a really nice cup that makes you feel nice and as the kettle's boiling, just stand there and watch it or look out the window or whatever, just don't, Every time those thoughts come into your mind about, oh, I should be doing this, I should fold the washing while the kettle boils, just stop. It's like two minutes and just have that moment. Um, so slowing oh, and eating. My goodness, how many mums eat what, the crust of their kids' sandwiches as their breakfast or um, sit at the dinner table and their meal goes cold while they're trying to fight with their kids about getting them to eat food? And then we go, oh, our dinner's cold, and we, you know, scoff it down. Oh, we've lived on cups of tea for an entire day because we haven't actually stopped to eat. Just stop, even if it's only once a day, try and stop and eat, sit down and eat and chew your food. Um, just really small little things that you can be conscious of during the day to um, slow everything down. Maybe instead of running out and I know I've left the house sometimes where I have probably like six bags. I've got my handbag. I've got my work bag with my computer in it. I've got my kids' gym stuff. I've got <laughs> a lunchbox that he didn't put in his bag. I've got the girls, you know, whatever. And I'm like this crazy <laughs> bag lady running out of the house with all this stuff going, is everyone ready? And saying, what am I doing? carry your own damn stuff but but secondly just slow down it really does not take like even 30 seconds to just stop and go hey guys grab your bags let's go let's all walk out walking out (laughs) instead of this crazy rush and just try and slow everything down and um I, I know we've talked before about um you know life 50 years ago and like the Anne of Green Gables thing and life was just slow everyone walked everywhere and everyone um you know just took their time with stuff and the act of cooking was just you were focused on cooking now we're cooking doing kids homework listening to a podcast you know all these things all at once it's insane just back those stuff off a little bit and you will still actually have time to do everything but you'll you'll do it better and you'll feel less stressed um And the third thing, and this is the thing I've started to actually put into all my treatment plans, is checking in. So it might be that you check in once a month. So you put a reminder in your phone or your calendar to just go, hey, let's just check in with how's my body feeling? Have there been any foods that are creeping in? Have I been sleeping well? Because it can quite often get six months down the track and we go, oh, we're all back to square one and everyone's grumpy and, such as such as eczema has broken out again and and it can feel like it just happened overnight but nothing happens like that overnight Mm. it has crept in slowly Mm. um so we're keeping a check-in once a month and just go how are you all feeling what's been going on check in with yourself check in with the kids check in with your partner what's up sometimes if it's quite intense you might want to do it once a week and just go Hey, what's been going on this week? Have I meal planned? No. Okay, that's probably why we're stressed at five o'clock every night. Let's try and make at least two nights a week that I plan meal. You know, those sort of really little stopping points to stop us from getting back into that overwhelm of craziness. So connecting, slowing down and checking in. Oh I'm nothing not... to do with nutrition at all, but really, really important.
0: Yeah, but this is the thing. The nutrition stuff, it's very hard to get it all fixed if you're constantly maxed out and think you've got no time in order to make the changes. I love all of those. I especially love the checking in. That's such a great idea. Um, I just i absolutely love that. I think I might start doing that. Um, and, you know, the slowing down stuff, I feel like the thing that I miss a lot by when things are fast-paced is the processing time. Like you Mm. think about Anne of Green Gables walking to school or everyone walked to their neighbours or even just did the horse. Like There was time to just, and silence. There was nothing in their ears. There was no distraction. There were no ads. It was just time to process whatever had happened and I feel like we just don't get that in our current society, that beautiful processing time. But so I, think,
1: I think we can. I think, I think we're so used to it being there and we feel like we, there's no way out of this and the only way we can ever get out of this is to go and live on a deserted island somewhere <laughs> and disconnect from the internet and have no phone or the rest of it. But I, And I, that's certainly how I felt. I just wanted to check out completely. But we, we can actually carve those little moments out in every day by making a choice. So don't have the radio on. Have a conversation with your kids instead of having music on or letting them have devices on the way to school. Um, If you go for a walk, don't put a podcast on. Actually just tune in to the sounds of the leaves and the dogs walking past and your breath. Um, There's little moments of the day where you can, if you're at home and your kids are sleeping, don't fold the washing. Go and sit outside in the sun for 10 minutes and just sit there and have a cup of tea and don't try and do that. So. Don't try and multitask all the time. Even though we are amazing and capable of multitasking all the time doesn't mean we have to. So we can bring back in little parts of the um, Anne of Green Gables piece. <laughs> and what, I've just been working through this process and working out, you know, my values and things like that. And one of the words that kept speaking to me was ease. And I was like, how can i make things just easier every day and it's not by like just not doing anything it's by taking the carving out these little moments where i get time to not think about everybody else's needs all the time and or even my own and just be mm. and go because that's the time like you said that's when we process things it's like when we sleep when we sleep our brain kind of washes itself and cleans itself and it it take remembers what we need to remember and it lets go of the stuff that we don't We need to do little moments of that during the day and just go because that's when the creativity happens or that's when the solutions will come to us. If we can just sit for five minutes and there's been something that you've been trying to work out but you can't because of all the noise, just go five minutes and go, hang on, oh, I could ask such and such to help me with that. Mm. Problem solved, you know, like, We can carve those things out. We don't have to actually do what society says we have to do or what the ads tell us we have to do or um, what anyone tells us to do, really. We can just work out what suits us and what's going to work for us.
0: Oh, I just agree so totally. And my mentor said to me once, Lisa, the rest is the work. And I was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Didn't get what he was saying at all until the penny just really dropped for me. And I completely agree. Any clarity that I've ever gained, any breakthroughs I've ever had about my children, our life, the business, everything has happened in those moments, those moments of just silence and or when I've chosen to rest. Suddenly I just get downloads galore coming in through me because I've just stopped. Like the good stuff happens when we stop and but it's giving ourselves permission to do that knowing that it's actually essential to our life like the like how what would our grandmothers think of this conversation you know do you just wouldn't
1: understand it they would not understand understand it it. (laughs) we're just
0: always on yeah um Joe, I have so appreciated this conversation. I've got a few amazing little nuggets. I always learn stuff when we talk and um, what I love about the way you do things is everything comes from this place of deep knowledge about bodies and you know nutrition and all that sort of stuff. but this place of real compassion and grace because you understand where people are at where they've been and I just I just love listening to you talk. So thank you once again for sharing this. I think it's a really important conversation. I think you're on the front line with, you know, some of these women who are really at the peak of, of what we've been talking about today. Nothing tips us over the edge more than when our kids aren't well. And, you know, I always feel so secure passing people your way because I know they're going to be beautifully taken care of. So thank you so much for coming onto the podcast again today.
1: Thank you. Now I will have a little um, PDF that people can download with those little tips on it and some other little things that they can do which I give to clients um, to remember this stuff because we go, oh, yeah, that's a great idea but, you know, you know quite often we never follow through with these things so i will um have that and you can i'll give you a link to for people to download that for themselves as
0: well All the best i appreciate you so much and everyone else is going yay good because i was listening to this on my walk <laughs> <And Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> and taking notes. so awesome um yeah. thank you so much i'll speak to you soon thanks lisa For more inspiration, interviews and know-how, head to smallstepsliving.com. Small Steps Living, inspiring your best life one small step at a time.